gun water. Maybe we were just too afraid to admit our mental health needs. <laughs> he and his wife just learned they're going to be parents for the first time. They're over the moon with happiness and joy. A few weeks later, the soon-to-be dad meets his own dad for a round of golf. The future grandpa quickly realizes that his son seemingly is not into the game today. He's distracted. He's missing simple chip shots and making mental errors that he never usually makes. Of course, he knows what's going on, and after the game, over a few beers, he finally asks, So, son, how are you and Sheila doing? Okay, fine, good, he quietly responds. His father gently presses a little bit more. Is everything really okay? It's just enough of an opening. With that, Dad, I gotta tell you, I'm scared to death. I don't know how to be a dad. I feel like I'm a kid myself. What if I mess up this kid for life? And that began their long conversation, a long conversation between father and father-to-be. The experienced parent shares with candor and insight his own terror when his first child was born, the mistakes he made, none causing any permanent damage that he was aware of, what he learned from those mistakes and how being a dad has been the best thing he's ever done in his life. His son seems to brighten. His characteristic coolness and calm suddenly returns. He asks all the kinds of questions that his dad answers from the wisdom of his own experience. That was the first of many conversations between father and son that continued long after the father became a father himself. Is it not true that pretty much every one of the milestones in our lives, every new experience in life, oftentimes can be a bit terrifying. Just as in the gospel story today, oh, that wonderful story of the disciples seeing Jesus, believing. Oh, on those good days, don't we all simply come and we believe and if it's you, tell me to walk on the water. We feel so good about faith. Tell me to walk on the water. I'm ready to do just about anything. It's a beautiful day. I feel God's presence. Everything's working out well. And then the wind comes and the seas become a bit rough. And we stop looking at faith, we stop looking at Jesus. And suddenly we begin to think to ourselves, what am I doing walking on water? I can't walk on water. Who am I to think that I can't even walk on water? Why am I doing this? Glub, glub, glub. And we begin to sink. And in our fear, we cry out. 
Help me, Lord. I don't know what I'm doing. Help me, Lord. This isn't going the way that I thought. Help me. Jesus, please, help me. I don't know how to do this. And Jesus, who calms the storm in today's gospel passage, is present in our lives, just as he was present to the Father-to-be and the reassuring wisdom of his own dad in the story that I told. <coughs> Jesus calms the sea. He's the embrace of a beloved in our life. He's the hand that someone, a friend, reaches out to you or to me. He's the wise teacher or coach. Jesus reaches out to save us <coughs> in the darkest moments of our lives. As I tell you stories about my mom, this past week on Wednesday afternoon when I called, she just didn't seem right. Just the way she said hello, I knew it wasn't a good day. I'm not really sure she knew who the caller was, but she said hello, and I just said, hi, Mom. Is everything okay? With the pause in her voice, God told you to call me. I was feeling so alone and so afraid. And the phone rang, and it was you. Now then, of course, she made a reference to my brother Roger. <laughs> so I made sure I texted Roger to say, you don't have to call mom today. She thinks you already spoke with her. And she feels very reassured, very reassured. My poor brother Roger, about seven weeks ago, eight weeks ago, I called mom and we were talking about people. She was having a good day, remembering all kinds of people from the past, some of the sisters that she had taught with and some of our teachers in high school. And one of them was a brother by the name of Brother Roger. And so as we spoke, just foolishly, I said, oh, Brother Roger passed away last week. To which she said, Roger's dead? I'm his mother. No one told me. I felt like I was 835 miles away. No, Mom. No, Mom. It's not Roger. But you just told me it was Roger. No, Mom. It was Brother Roger from the high school. Luckily, my iPad was there, and quickly I texted my brother Mark and my sister Diane and said, help! <laughs> Mom is lost, and I just helped to push her into the sea of her confusion and her fear. And my brother Mark was out and about and texted and said, I'll just pop in and make sure she's all right. And Jesus reached out his hand again 
and pulled her out of the water, out of the storm of the sea, out of her confusion and her fear. And Jesus stretched out his hand and he put it right over my mouth. And in my head, I heard a voice that said, tell her that you love her and hang up now. <laughs> and I did. See, in the very smallest acts of compassion and forgiveness, acts that you and I can give and that we receive, I think God always reveals his presence to us in our midst. So the next time you feel like, I'm just overwhelmed, I'm drowning in this, I don't know what to do. Look, watch, stay awake. A hand will be extended to you. Next time you feel all of this, this storm of life, has me so fearful, so lost. Pay attention to the voice of someone who loves you and says, I can come and I'll just spend a little time with you. And it was Jesus walking on the water, extending his hand to you. This week, Oh, I can promise you at least once, you'll feel like you're drowning. Pay attention. Don't be afraid. Don't look at the sea or at the wind or the storm. Open your eyes, open your heart, and watch for the one whom Jesus will send and place on your path. And that voice that will say, why are you so terrified? Don't be afraid.